you that. In two weeks, in two weeks, we're going to have a baptism and new members class. So if anybody... Got five, five people, people signed up, up, so praise the Lord for that. Um, we'll bring in lunch. It'll just be after the service. And if you want to ask doctrinal questions at that time um, of me, uh, please do. Put me on the spot. Uh, brainstorm all sorts of, uh, of uh, questions and curiosities that you might have. And um, we'll go through the new members class, but you don't have to become a new member. You can just learn to see what's involved in that. So, um, and then, of course, we'll go over being what scripturally baptized means. And, uh, and go from there. So if you want to sign up, still, there's still time. The 14th, it's what? We've got a little over two weeks. Or it's two weeks. Two weeks from today. Okay, sounds good. I, uh, I like to pray before we start because you just can't get enough to quicken the Holy Spirit in our lives, to make changes in our lives today. Because I don't want any of you going home the same that you came, meaning that I want you to be in a better place to love Jesus, but then also a better place to love your neighbor and love your spouse and love your family and um, love coworkers. That's pretty important uh, as well. So Jesus, help us to get to that place. Um, do bless us as we get the word out this week about the new series starts next week. But I want to thank you for today and for your word today. Holy Spirit, change us. Don't let us check off the box and go home and go into a routine that is um, set by the world that doesn't get us anywhere but frustrated and really angry and upset with one another by the end of the day. Lord, you make the changes. Holy Spirit, you uh, do the work as our teacher and our counselor. That's your um, Gospel of John. So eloquently uh, says and applies to our life. In your precious name we pray, amen. So <clears throat> one of my good friends, he, um, he was my counselor, my psychologist. Pastor has a psychologist? Why does a pastor have a psychologist? Well, because the pastor's brain isn't 100% healthy. Uh, what's your reason? I don't, I, I don't know how to really respond to that. Um, yeah, he's, uh, anyway, he, um, he um, started with the early signs of dementia. And um, he may even be uh, uh, watching today uh, online, uh, Dr. Stephen Donahue. And um, he, um, he encouraged me like, like no other psychologist could encourage me. And um, he actually talked with my wife and I on a number of occasions. Wait, your wife and I need a psychologist? Yeah. And, uh, and then also on my own. Um, he was the one psychologist that I had during seminary that I was able to go on bike rides with. Because usually you can't go on bike rides and be chummy with your psychologist, because it's, it's, a, it's a conflict of interest. But um, maybe he was close to retirement. He, we took some bike rides. Worked out great. But with his dementia, with his dementia and his, um, his, his forgetfulness, it's not the long term that he's forgotten things. 
It's the short term. It's 10 minutes go by and then you ask the, uh, the same question at times. That's just the nature of the uh, uh, disease. And so I got, a, I got one of those year-end cards from his, um, from his wife talking about the year and how it went because I hadn't seen him for a whole year. Uh, he's in Texas. And um, there's a quote at the bottom of the letter. And it just, it, just, it just changed my life. Maybe, maybe it'll impact yours. And as you think about the message today and the grandeur of God, think about two to three times these words because they're applicable in everybody's life. Everybody's life. A quote by Rachel Maria Martin, and I don't even know if she's a believer. Ooh, what? Is that okay? Um, she might be. The stuff she says sure will preach. Sometimes you have to let go of the picture of what you thought life would be like and learn to find joy in the story you are actually living. I'll say it again. Sometimes you have to let go of the picture of what you thought life would be like and learn to find joy in the story you are actually living. That's pretty profound. I know, I know in marriages, I know in relationships, we're always trying to get to a, this, this, this new platform, plateau, and it may not exist. All factors included, but let's make joy of what we have. Let's praise the Lord in what we have and watch that we may, we may find that that lower plateau is glory to God and absolute goodness to our life and to each other. Pretty powerful, pretty powerful. Um, I've got my little clicker here. And um, yes. Thank you so much. Those cold medicines don't quite give you the exact uh, level of competency that you would like. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you think of our comic here? When you're trying to love people, but you're also an introvert and have boundaries. We didn't, lie, didn't laugh as much as last week. But... Uh, but that's kind of cute. There's a little, little hole that they're reaching out in. Yeah. Kind of cute? Okay. Go ahead and bust out laughing. <laughs> I feel better. I feel better. Check this out. Psalms 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God.
juicy earth in our solar system. to be going on a space mission right now. You want to hit the start button there? There. Thank you, sir. This is Mercury Control. If he's ready, so are we. We'll stand by, even as you, watching the picture, seeing what transpires. Have ignition sequence start. Engines on five. job on that this is this is the god this is the god that i play games with this is 
Jesus, his creation that through the Hubble Space Telescope and space journeys, you can see so much of his grandeur. And this is the God that I make deals with. It's the God that I, I put in the coins. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> He's my vending machine. Shame on me. Shame on me. And yet he still loves me. His mercies are new each day. That's, that's powerful. So, so as we reflect, there's so much in his word that he tells us that I struggle to do. And yet I, I, just, I just hunger for more. I want more, 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 more. And I struggle to do the little that he tells me. And to be faithful with little is to be faithful with more. So I just got, I really got to hone back here in 2023 and figure this out. Because I want, I want to maximize my spiritual development. I want you to maximize your spiritual development because it'll affect you, your family, your neighbors, and everybody else that you come in contact with. It'll just be beautiful. Kind of sound like one of those characters in like the Christmas, you know, the, on the island of misfit toys, looking for Santa. I just feel that that's what I'm sound like right now. Okay, made up for the cartoon. All right. Hey, the stars. There are at least a billion stars in the Milky Way. That's our galaxy. Get ready to see some detail about this. Oh, fiddle, that was quick. There are at least 100 billion in the observable universe. That is saying that there are about 100 billion galaxies, each with a billion stars, which is most likely an underestimate. And get this. This is my, my vending machine god at his best. Psalm 147.4, God calls each star by name. I don't know who I'm dealing with. I think I do. But I'm, I'm so secularly influenced culturally. I need you and I need God's word and the Holy Spirit to help me break away from some of the things that I get caught up in. And I bet, I bet you do too. We need each other. We really do. Constellation, Ursa Major. Let's look at the stars more closely here. Constellations, a group of stars forming a recognizable pattern that is traditionally named after its apparent form. Going, wow, these are old documents. The scripture that he's going to quote here, these are like 700 B.C. Some of these are noted as coming out in the second century. Huh, maybe the Bible had an edge on space before secular scientists did. Perhaps, perhaps. Look at that. 
my friend Gary Kaiser, he was a, he was a, a technician at Northwest Christian School. He made this, he made this, uh, this star video for me years ago. And I've been able to change it um, to what I need it for. And, uh, but he was brilliant. Ursa Major. Ursa Major is a constellation in the northern sky. And its Latin name means greater she-bear. Greater she-bear. In Job chapter 38, verse 32, he's having a dialogue, Job is, with God. And he starts to question him. Because he's at a loss. If you go to chapter 1 and chapter 2, he loses his family and his things, and he's got boils and disgusting things all over his body. He's ticked. And Job's described as a righteous guy. Not righteous like Jesus. There's no one righteous like Jesus except Jesus, God himself. But he was a good guy. So this verse here is about God's ability to govern the celestial bodies and the natural world while highlighting human limitations when Job questions God. Play it one more time. It's kind of cool. You can actually go in certain months of the year and, and see that constellation. God seems playful here in Job 38, 32. Really playful, because look at this. Can you guide the great bear with his cubs, Job? Can you do it? God makes the point that he's omniscient and man is not. He knows it all. He can play around with the constellations. He can change them at will. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. He is all these communicable, uh, incommunicable attributes that we are not. Dominion over the earth is God's, not Job's. God says, I'm in control, not you. Who today, who today needs to hear, God, you're in control, not me. Not me. Anybody? Okay, okay. If you want to voice out a prayer, you can. Let me, ex let me explain and show you. Jesus, when our youngest daughter flew to Europe on her own, and she was, she was bound and determined after college to go and visit the world, that was the one time where I said, you're in control, not me. You can parent her better than I can. So we give her completely over to you. And Lord, we did. And you came through. Jesus, thank you for that. Is there anybody else that wants to voice something? Just call it out and say, Lord, I need you here to know that you're in control. Because of blah, 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 I need your assurance. And that step of faith where you proclaim that, it's not a name it, claim it. We don't want to go through that. We're not a prosperity gospel church. Ephesians 1.3. <laughs> Every spiritual blessing in Christ in the new covenant. Anybody need to pray that?
That's okay. I pray it for you. <clears throat> Jesus, um, for those that are struggling today, and it might be loss of a family member, maybe loss of family, families moving. It may be that um, we just are so anxious about every single day, we don't even know if we can get through the day. Somehow, some way, by your Holy Spirit, quicken our hearts to know deep down that it's you that gets us through each day. It's you that gives us breath. It's you that gives us new mercies each day. And it's you that we look back and thanks and give thanks for. Jesus, take care of us. There are so many hurts out there, and including our family. So many unspoken. Rise up, Holy Spirit, and quicken people's hearts and minds to get them believing things that are of you according to your word. That 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 would say, hold thoughts captive that don't align with your word. Help us to do that. In Jesus, your precious name, amen. Look at Job 38, 31. Well, those verses are kind of in the same place. Can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion? The belt of Orion. You see this? There's the belt. And it's actually three big stars. Let me give you some details about these stars. You go, God, you're amazing. God, you're amazing. God, you're amazing. God, you're amazing. I'm sorry I treated you like a vending machine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I keep doing that, Lord Jesus. Uh, please forgive me. And, uh, and thank you for that. And Lord, Lord, look for a changed behavior by me, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, in your precious name, amen. See, 1 John 1, 9 was written to Christians. And it says we're going to fall short as Christians. So he says, confess your sin. It's faithful to forgive you your sin and purify you from all unrighteousness. Oh, Rigel, star, Rigel, 47,000 times more luminous than our sun. 40,000, 47,000 times more? Beetlegeese, Beetlejuice, 700 times larger than the sun. I mean, this is, this is unfathomable. And yet, I want to go home, get out my coins. Do you have a quarter? I need it for my vending machine. Because if I pray a couple prayers today, pull a couple knobs, treat her really nice today, I think I can get what I want. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. Shame on me. Oh. Look at the constellation Orion. You'll find it in Job 9.9, Amos 5.8, Job 38.31. That's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. There's the belt. Hey, let's go to Amos. Amos 5.8-9. I'm going to do something a little silly with Amos because I do it every time we cover a scripture there. So just get used to it if you've seen it already. It's not coming for a minute, so don't worry about it. He made the Pleiades and Orion. He turns the shadow of death into mourning and makes the day 
dark as night. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. He rains ruin upon the strong so that fury comes upon the fortress. He's all powerful. He's the most powerful army you could ever enlist or think or even dream up. Unbelievably. And he's on your side. If you're born again, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's on your side. You're an adopted child of him, the king. And so, and so just think of that grandeur in 2023 and 2024. Say, I'm going to treat you differently, Lord, because I have a new affinity and respect. But first of all, who is this guy, Amos? Who is he? I don't want you to be misled, so I only give you truth in the morning here. He's the cookie guy. I love those cookies. He sold the company a while ago. I could go into it, but you'd go, that was weird. He changed to this, this guy and talked about him the rest of the time. That'd be a big mistake. I wouldn't want to answer to the Lord when I'm going home. Not even close for that. But anyway, you can look up the story. Good cookies, by the way. Um, okay, so he made the Pleiades and Orion. So Amos explains why following God is a worthy endeavor. Amos came from the southern kingdom of Judah, and he's prophesying to the northern kingdom. He's telling the northern kingdom of how great and how awesome this God is and how much he can deliver and help them. And guess what? The northern kingdom, they had all bad kings. They had all bad kings, so they don't listen. They don't listen. They get overtaken by the Assyrians. And they were doing bad things. They got judged because they were doing bad things. But anyway, let's go through this. Amos explains why following God is a worthy endeavor and why he can deliver Israel from their coming peril. He can do it because he is God over all the universe. And he's wise enough to uphold the starry constellations and to manage all creation. So down below are the three things the northern kingdom were really bad at. I didn't put down one, which was sexual immorality. That's that's a big one also. But I put down Israel stopped caring for one another. They were oppressing the poor and taking advantage of the helpless. That's why the northern kingdom was judged and exiled. And so this God who I treat like a vending machine. He takes countries out. He takes them out. He brings back a remnant. You think, oh, God, God of grace, God of mercy. He's just beautiful. I'm I'm born again in the new covenant, the one that Jeremiah 31, 31 talks about. The covenant, the dispensation of grace. Well, let me just tell you, In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when they're going to have communion, and these are Christians, okay, in the the dispensation of grace, um, a couple of these Christians fall asleep because they're abusing, not being reverent for the Lord's Supper. So he causes them to, to die. And then Ananias and Sapphira, early church, new covenant. New covenant, born again. 
early church, they get judged and taken out. So it's like, yeah, Lord, I should be dead about 500 times, especially since high school, and yet you let me live. In 2023, folks, think back to the times that you were delivered. Delivered, 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 delivered. And say if we don't have a fresh breath for Jesus going forward. That's what we want so badly. Speaking of stars, look at the sun. And don't get all bent out of shape and sideways when you read number four. It's like, oh my goodness, you didn't correct that. Well, some of us believe that the sun is six to 10,000 years old and earth and creation. Um, my old earth people say 4.5 billion years old is the earth. And, they're, and they're, they're legit Christians. They're not heretics. They're not people to say, well, <laughs> see in heaven, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know, it's no, 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 stop that. Stop that. But the sun, you can fit 1.3 million earths in the sun. Takes eight minutes for the sun's light to reach Earth. The sun is 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. You already know about number four. And the sun is 92,960,000 miles away from the Earth. So it doesn't make us crispy, okay? Like the, uh, like the toast in our new oven, okay? That's really crispy and black and dark. And, um, and uh, yeah, and you get the picture uh, ruined because it's too close to the burner. Uh, but that's only when I make it. So anyway, hey, speaking of stars, you've seen Louis Giglio before. I just got a short caption here. He brings a point home before we, before we get ready to close here. So here's a little perspective that sort of changed my life. If the earth were the size of a golf ball, okay, the sun would be 15 feet in diameter. Okay, that didn't seem to move anybody either, so let me try it a different <laughs> way. Let me just try it just a different way. I thought I might need this, so I brought a golf ball, okay? So... All through the evening, this is going to represent Earth, all right? So this is where we are. I need everybody in the building to look as closely as you can and find yourself, okay? And when you found yourself, I want you to nod your head so that I know you've located you on the Earth, okay? You're nodding your head? Okay, you found yourself. If the Earth were a golf ball, the sun would be 15 feet in diameter. That's not 15 feet in diameter. Can we blow that up just a hair and maybe give them 15 feet in diameter? So here's a little perspective for you, okay? Is this working for anybody? Here we are on the Earth... And that's the sun. It's so big. It's so big, you could put 960,000 Earths inside the sun. So if the Earth were a golf ball and the, and the sun were 15 feet in diameter, you could put 960,000 golf balls inside that 15-foot diameter sun. That's enough golf balls, by the way, because I know that seems like a big number, to fill a school bus with golf balls could fit inside the 15-foot diameter sun, it's a massive star, and it's one of hundreds of billions of stars in the Milky Way galaxy, our cul-de-sac in the neighborhood called the cosmos that God has made. It so God has such big plans for creating, and, and we, we, we think he, he might still be creating if you look at black holes and he just loves to create, but we could argue about that, but it would be pointless. Here's what I want to tell you, though. As we, as we look to firm and finish this up, those are nice children. Some might see them as adults. 
God is mindful of us. Psalm 115.12. He's the creator of all these planets, which we didn't see, but all these stars, all these constellations. How about this? He numbers the heads on our head. Okay, easier done for my head than yours. But um, just, just kind of a sidebar, we just notice that as we walk along. God loves us, John 3, 16. Beautiful. God made all the uh, delicate inner parts of our body, Psalms 139, 13. Powerful. He's also given us a number of days that we get to live out. And he wrote it down before even one took place. So it's like, come on, Lord. You're so much more than a vending machine. Lord, you want some good things for me and my family. I just haven't been able to settle down yet enough to listen and then to take faithful steps out to overcome the areas of gray and darkness in my life. Help me to do that. Take a giant step out as pastor today. And then everybody else follows suit because that's how we encourage each other. He knit us together in our mother's womb, Psalms 139.13. We are awesomely and wonderfully made, Psalms 139.13 and 14. However, at the bottom, what's the problem with us and God? Thank you. Thanks for being so bold. Had you had a wrong answer? Do you know the, I mean, how, how weird that would have felt? But you're right, V. Sin. 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 And if we're Christians and we're walking with Jesus, but we have a, we've let a lot of sin creep in, a lot of darkness, that's also keeping you from fellowship with God. And you can see he's mighty and he's powerful. So check this out. Let's process this. <laughs> if God is love and I am sinful... I can't say that he loves me because what he observes in me. No. My righteous acts on my own are as filthy rags. El disgusto. Guaranteed. I'm learning Spanish. I told you that. The Bible says that God loves me because of what's in him. More reasons to quit playing with the Lord. Huh. God loves me because love is his character. And if I accept that love and choose to follow him, I become a Christian. So if you're here and you know you're a sinner because you've, well, you've told a fib or you've told a lie or you've deceived, whatever, and you know you need forgiveness, you can trust Jesus, whose nature is love and his mercy. He's also judgment. We don't want to play with him. He's also judgment. We sit there and say, yeah, I'm going to trespass grace. I got Jesus in my heart. He'll protect me. Romans 6.1 says, well, can I keep trespassing in grace so that, uh, or in sin that grace may abound? And Paul says emphatically in the Greek, no possible way. Don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt your family. You're going to hurt others. And you're going to be a mess on this earth. 
So if you haven't accepted Jesus into your life, pray this prayer as our team comes forward and uh, looks to close this out here. Um, yeah, let's uh, just pray this prayer. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I'm sorry. Jesus, your word says that you died for my sins because somebody was going to have to pay for my sin. And I didn't want it to be me. It's your free gift. So Jesus, I receive your free gift into my heart and life. Thanks for making me a Christian. Thanks for coming into my life and saving me. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And the Bible says that you arose three days later. So Jesus, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I believe you're real, the best I know how. And save me right now. Amen.